Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi, it's Jimmy here. I can't wait to be back with Series 2 of Where's Home Really, coming this Thursday. Before that gets underway, I have a little treat for you. Two podcasts which I really think you might enjoy. The first one is Wannabe with Imriel Morgan. It's a show aimed at helping people progress from where they are to where they aspire to be. The episode I'm sharing with you today is with the incredible Shayna West, aka The Samurider. You might know her from the movie The Woman King. In this interview, she talks to Imriel about her journey from surviving a serious motorbike accident to starring in Marvel's Black Widow. It's quite a journey. Hello, and welcome to Wannabe, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. I'm Imriel Morgan founder of Content is Queen, a podcast community committed to amplifying diverse voices. Want to unleash your voice? Visit contentisqueen.org to discover our creator community and how we can take your podcast to the next level. Back to Wannabe. Season six is all about women in sport and fitness, and we're kicking things off with someone who knows all about breaking barriers. Today's guest is Shayna West, a stunt actor, martial artist, and real-life warrior. After surviving a motorcycle accident, Shayna channeled her resilience to become the Samurai, teaching herself martial arts and landing her first role in Marvel's Black Widow. She's breaking stereotypes and paving the way for Black women in the industry. In this episode, we dive into Shayna's transformative journey, exploring her recovery, self-taught martial arts training, evolution in the industry, and thoughts on giving freely. From her darkest moments to shining on the big screen, Shayna's story is a powerful testament to determination. Let's get started. Who did you want to be before you became who you are today and why? So that's a good question. Who did I want to be? <laughs> the most obvious answer that jumps out to me is I've always wanted to be a hero. <laughs> a hero? A hero, yeah, for a number of reasons, especially when I started getting into acting, getting into martial arts, getting into stunts. It was because I was inspired by the idea of heroes. And I really used to love, and I still do, like hero, action heroes, superheroes, video game heroes, to TV heroes, movie heroes, and most of all, anime heroes. <laughs> I really love anime. That whole genre completely inspired my whole screen persona. So yeah, and I feel like to, to embody whatever the essence of a hero is, lays out all the qualities of the kind of person I wanted to be as well. Someone who's confident, someone who's generous, someone who's like courageous, and not, not just like fearless. Fearless is cool, but you know, to be brave in face of fear so that's the kind of person I wanted to be I love that though that's amazing that's like actually probably what I'm gonna put that in my top five answers I've heard I think there's something really beautiful about what you said about what a hero is and it wasn't just about the bravery it's about the confidence it's about I guess like also the selflessness and yeah just listing all of these like amazing qualities that I don't know that people often just like automatically jump to like what actually makes someone a hero like what are all of the components or the the traits that really makes that person and I think 
being free also ties into that. Like it feels like a natural progression. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a massive disconnect. I guess the hero's journey, like you have a pretty solid origin story as to how you got into this work. I'm sure you're probably sick of talking about it, but it just feels like such a such a moment. Could you talk to us about the car accident that steered you into this work, essentially, because that, that's what it was. I'd rather hear it in your words, because I, I mean, I read it and I, I listened to you say some of it and it's wild, but I think it's more powerful coming from you. I never get used to the idea of what happened. It's like, it's literally my life and I'd still look back and I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, when I was 19, I had this motorbike accident. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. I was hit by a van and so I had broken my neck, I fractured my neck, and um, I broke my hand as well, my right hand. It was really bad. I actually hit my head so hard that um, I don't have any memory of the accident, but I can tell you what the report said. So yeah, that happened. I kind of flew 20 feet in the air and landed on my face. And that's how I ended up breaking my neck. And so during my recovery, you know, it was a pretty low time. It was actually like my lowest point, my actual rock bottom, because you know, that had happened. I lost my really cool bike. I couldn't work. So I lost my job, which was contracted. And my partner just left me <laughs> at the time. And it was not going good for me. So I had a lot of time just doing nothing, kind of just feeling sorry for myself and in bed, watching a lot of, you know, like movies and anime and just like binge watching these shows to keep me getting through the days. But um, I was watching a lot of superhero stuff. So we're talking anime, which I really love, which is Japanese animation. It's really vibrant and eccentric and these cool action heroes that have this almost expectant journey where they they face adversity over and over again and then they get super strong and overcome it but you get to see them at their lowest points facing these struggles and it's like how are they going to make it out and it's just like they just they just don't give up that's how you know and they turn the tides and you know watching action movies with the similar protagonists and stuff and you know when you watch anything for long enough yeah. you kind of get <laughs> influenced by you know you you watch step off where you got served for the first time and then you start trying these moves you, <laughs> you didn't even know you could try like anything you get inspired by cinema they're so good at it yeah I was massively inspired by these heroes like by these people that were overcoming their adversity and not just winning but like being deeply changed and developing themselves and their what they're standing for and stuff yeah it was just it was really overwhelming and it was exactly what I needed to see at the time so I was in a really dark place and I just wanted to be more like that I didn't want to feel how I was feeling anymore I wanted to be more like them and so um, I was like okay I'm gonna go to the gym and I still had my cast on um, and I still had a screw poking out of like one of my phalanges or whatever. <laughs> oh my God. But I was just like, it's cool. I could just train legs in the meantime and do core and stuff. So I was just training and getting my strength back. About a year after that, I mean, by then I had gone onto YouTube and I was like, let me watch some martial artists and I was watching animes, but mostly like martial artists in competitions and watching their forms and just used to type in like the most basic moves and stuff and then watching the pros and slowing down their videos and trying to learn what they were doing. Actually, I should mention before that, when I was still in my bed, when before I even was really getting up and going to the gym, I just looked up like weapons videos on YouTube and then I got like these little knives from my kitchen and I taped a shoebox <laughs> to the end of my room, like opposite my bed, probably like seven feet or something. And then I would practice like throwing it into the shoebox and like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but just like knife throwing. It was just like a really cool thing. I was like, this is what the ninjas do. This is going to get me started. And I was really proud of myself for that. But one day, you know, I, I got pretty good at it. So there were like a lot of holes in the box where I'd left it. And I kind of like threw it and then I went off to the gym or whatever. 
And my mum must have come into my room. So like, <laughs> this is mum. And she's seen the box taped to the wall with like a hundred stab wounds in it and a knife. She completely lost me. She was like, that's it, Shayna. They've taken her for the wind. I don't know. And she actually <laughs> told my doctor about it. And like, they set up a cute little intervention. Oh, and I was no. Like, no, guys, I'm fine. Like, I just, you know, I just looking at like martial arts. It's like ninja inspired stuff. And, uh, you know, it's really cool. And here's me thinking that's going to make it better. But, you know, I'm, I've got West African parents. So that made it a lot worse, naturally. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But now they really love it. <laughs> now they really love what I do. And they're super proud and they, they see where I was going with it. So, yeah, I learned off of YouTube, kind of taught myself martial arts. And I would just train every day. I found a gym in Brixton full of creative randoms with all kinds of talents as well. And then that kind of became my home base. And I would go there every day by myself with like my curtain pole or my broomstick. Oh, wow. I didn't have <laughs> weapons at the time. So yeah, I was using a metal curtain pole for a long time and then whatever, like scaffolding, piping and stuff. And I just practiced every day. I then made an Instagram for myself because it was like my diary of my training and I would put videos on there and I wasn't that good at the time, but I was putting them up. And then like two years after I started, one of my videos finally went viral. <laughs> if I say finally, like I was expecting it to, but it went viral. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just got loads of followers who came to my page and saw me training with like weapons and teaching myself. And that's when I got my first wave of supporters. And that's where the idea to break into film really came from. Because people were being so nice and being like, wow, you could do movies. We'd love to see you in a movie. And I thought about it and I was just like, you know, that would be really cool. You know, I remember in, in school, I took drama like once upon a time. I was like, it's in there somewhere. They're in the child must want <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, I just kept training and posting videos online of my progress. And little did I know I had like directors starting to follow me, producers following me. Oh, wow. I didn't know, but they were just watching. Yeah, because it wasn't until maybe three or four years later that some of them started to reach out. Like James Bamford reached out and he was like, look, I've been looking for following you for a couple of years. And I have a script that's going to that's be perfect for you. It was written for a guy, but I think it'd be perfect for you. And then, yeah, I, I did that. So that's Jade, my first movie, uh, first leading role coming out very soon. The Woman King as well, the, yes. the casting producer. I did see you in that. I remember, like, not... I don't know how I'd, I missed it on your Instagram because I've seen every other update, like the weekend thing. And then I actually just went to The Woman King, but that's because I knew very little about that movie. Before. My friend was like, let's just go to the cinema. And I have not been paying attention to cinemas because kid. <laughs> and then... I went and I was like, wait, I know this girl. Like, no, I actually know this girl. Like every time you came on screen, I was like, oh my God, this is sick. Um, so yes, congrats. <laughs> I made it to the woman king. Crazy. Yeah. Because they saw me on the internet, you know, Viola posted my video and Ava DuVernay tweeted my video and like, you know, Gina saw me and it just, it all came together. So it's crazy because I never planned to do to any of this. It happened. If that motorbike accident, you know, all those things that happened at the time, although it was like the darkest, wisest happening to me, worst part of my life, it felt like at the time, the best thing that ever happened to me. Because without that, I probably would still be just selling computers somewhere, which is fine. It was, it's a good job. I made a lot of money and, you know, but I found my passion through like the, my darkest moment. So yeah, it just kind of all fell together. It's like a like a movie <laughs> it really is <laughs> it's a very good origin story <laughs> a very good hero origin story at that like literally the rock bottom I can't even begin to imagine what that must have felt like honestly I think about it and it's like I, I should I could have died I could have died so easily I know people that have died for a lot less you know so it's like yeah but it's, it's just, it changed me completely I don't know what happened to my head when I hit it so hard 
but I woke up <laughs> a different person. That's wild. Thank you so much for sharing that. I massively appreciate it. And in some ways, I'm kind of glad that you don't have strong memories of it. So it doesn't like feel like super traumatic to bring it back up. But that is a tremendous testament to your strength to go through something so traumatic, so painful. And almost like, I guess, I've never broken my neck, but I can imagine that that can have some pretty, pardon my French, fucked up consequences. It could go super left. A lot of people have permanent damage being paralyzed or end up in a wheelchair. Like it can really change your life in other ways. And then you've come out of this situation and actually, yes, there was like this really, really black and dark period. But then you're like, I'm going to be strong. Like strength is like you've taken strength to like the extremes. It's crazy. I remember, so it happened like just as I was turning 20 and then a year later when I decided I'm going to do martial arts. I don't know why it's good, but it's going to make me happy. You know, I got a, a tattoo on my 21st birthday and it's a symbol that's from the anime that I was like binge watching at the time of the accident and the one that pulled me out of that dark place. So it's a symbol and it's like right here in my solar plexus. And I basically made three promises to myself. The first one is to be strong, strength spiritually, emotionally, <laughs> mentally, physically, you know, just to choose to be strong all the time because you can. And then that's not saying not to be vulnerable as well. I don't want people to misconstrue that. Vulnerability is strength. Softness is strength. Malleability is strength, you know, to be water, like Bruce Lee said, but to be strong, you know, because you have, you do have the power within you to do anything. The second promise was to do what I love with my life because I realized you can, you know, and I've always been like a rebel and I've, never liked conforming to the status quo you know like as a kid I was smart but I was always getting in trouble and stuff so just you know to do do what you want with your life you know do what you love and it, it will always pay off like life will reward you greatly for following your passion and the third promise is to fight for what I believe in although my moral compass may change I'm open my beliefs may change depending on how life plays out but stand up for what you believe in do you live your truth and know your truth and live in constant awareness of that truth every day so that's what that final promise means and yeah, so, but it's like, it's crazy. These things I came to learn because of the accident and stuff. But I don't know, maybe there's a whole story already written out for me. Maybe the, the script somewhere is already written. <laughs> Did you have a history of being really into fitness before the accident? So were you like a gym girl already? Were you into it in that way? Or was it very much like, a, nah, I really feel to do this now? Not so much. I, I just had taken an interest in it, like around the time that I was getting into bikes and that's how I ended up having the bike accident because I was riding bikes and I was still, you know, a newbie and stuff. Not a newbie, but, you know, you need some years of experience to say you're never going to get into a bike accident. So, yeah, I wasn't really ever into fitness. I was a bit of a tomboy growing up because I have an older brother. So I liked to do what he did. So he would run around in the park and so would I. But, yeah, apart from that, I never really used to go to the gym. I was like all soft around the edges and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I got into motorbikes, I realized they're really heavy. And so, yeah, when they tip over, if they tip over, I like at first I wasn't able to like pick it up by myself. So I was like, this. I should probably get strong enough to do that. So I like you can do some deadlifts and stuff. So that's how I got into it and then obviously not long after that is when I had the accident. You still ride a bike now, don't you? I do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it. Like the freedom, it's amazing. I am so curious about the mindset. What it takes to do the thing could cause you so much pain or has caused so much trauma and then like do it again like I've done it but I just find it like such a fascinating thing where people have ended up in like massive ski accidents for example but they still go skiing after the fact I'm like how <laughs> it's true I never thought about it well like what is it like what is what is it just the love of the thing is it the overriding of the fear 
that like compels so. you? Because I think the fear is always worse than the actual event that we're fearing. That we're always dreading it. It's like you go through something that you're scared of, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm a, you know, it was maybe it was bad. I was going to say it wasn't so bad. Maybe it was bad, but I'm okay, you know, um, and I'm stronger now. I don't know. The love outweighs the fear, and I feel like that goes for everything in life. And it has to. The love and the drive always has to outweigh the fear because the fear is is a self-imposed limit it's not even real fear you know so yeah I mean like I feel like anyone who's into motorbikes know anyone who has a passion that's maybe a little bit risky it's like when you're in it you're in the zone you know it's great yeah so I want I want to say maybe not being able to remember the accident maybe might help but I've had another I've had accidents since then and it's just like you, you pick yourself back up and you you go on and you trust yourself as well you have to you have to trust yourself I know sometimes the variables aren't always in your hands the weather and everything in life is always changing Quick pause, listeners. Take a deep breath and stretch it out. We'll be diving right back into the action, but here's a moment to reflect on what you've heard so far. Ready? Let's jump back in. To jump ahead a bit, you've gone through, you've been training yourself, people are noticing, it's picking up attention. And you're being asked to do jobs. How are you feeling? Like, what's going through your mind? What was your first job like, actually? Let's start there. Hmm, okay, so I would say the first actual job that I got to do, like, stunt acting in, was Black Widow. Um, what? And, <laughs> Sorry. <yeah. laughs> Marvel's Black Widow. Honestly, dream come true. And that's when I realised I could do anything. Shayla, sorry. Let's just pull up. Like, let's roll back a second. Your first job was the Marvel movie, Black Widow. (laughs) What? (laughs) There's a cool backstory to this, too. So... In 2014, I was invited by the British Film Institute to do like a talk, which I thought was an interview. So I was totally unprepared. So like five minutes before I go on and they were like, yeah, so just talk for like 15 minutes. Like you are on your journey. I was like, okay. So I just went up there and I just spoke from the heart. (laughs) At the end of it, I was just like, you know, I was super, super green. I hadn't really done anything, but I was on the come up and, you know, I was gaining a following and I was getting good. I was actually getting good. I said to everyone, look, you know, one day you're going to see me in a Marvel film. And I'm not saying that because, you know, I've got the contract. I'm saying that because I really want that to happen and I believe it's going to happen. And so I'll do what I need to do, you know, to make it happen. And then, yeah, four months later, I got the casting and I casted for it. And then, yeah, I got in as Widow One. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, honestly, a dream come true. So for me, I was just like... I manifested this you know maybe this this path is really for me yeah it was it was the best best job ever like before I did that I had done like some extra work action extra work and so I've got to see like a few a few sets and stuff so Black Widow in comparison to everything was amazing they had like so much training for us to do we had a whole group of women working together who were the like the widows you know that were kind of all going after Black Widow and they trained us for two weeks so we could we could bond and get to know each other and we learned some cool skills we learned knife throwing which I already explained a bit with but knife throwing we did like wrestling we worked out every day like twice a day we did fight choreography we did all kinds of cool things to kind of really get into the mindset would I say did I did I mess it up 
no I, I wasn't given the opportunity luckily <laughs> to do that yeah because we were still super green and they were like you know they were nervous they were like you know we, we know you're good at what you do and stuff and they really wanted to put me in like a sword fight and stuff but I was very fresh and I'm working with the Scarlett Johansson and she's super famous and so if I did make a mistake and she got hurt everyone would lose her, yeah. <laughs> lose her job so like, I'm not gonna risk that but you can do some of this cool really cool other action stuff so yeah it was it was great fortunately for me I didn't mess it up oh I'm so glad <laughs> but, um, but yeah no, that was it was an amazing introduction into like you know into my career my industry that is an insane introduction and I love that you essentially one I think there's actually power in in speaking your dreams out loud actually like I'm a massive believer that I mean yes real G's move in silence and there's like a whole thing around <laughs> that like sure that has a time in its place but I actually think like when you know what you want and you're so clear on it putting it out there and putting it to the right people in the like people in the room make moves on your behalf like you never know who's talking about you when you're not in the room I guess fast forward to now like to today You've booked loads and loads of jobs, obviously, and you're constantly working on your craft. You're constantly practicing. You're always kind of sharpening your skills. <laughs> Pun unintended, but also intended. <laughs> <were> very nice. <laughs> What's keeping the motivation alive? I mean, compared to where you were and where you are now, like, how has good changed for you? What does that look like and how has it changed? I remember my, one of my very first goals was to just be good. <laughs> you know, like, I would watch these people on YouTube and, like, martial arts in like films and they would move in ways and do things with weapons and sticks and they and they were so good and I was like they're so fast they're so accurate I'll give myself five years to be able to move like that or whatever and I got, got there in less but it's because I really trained you know that's why when people some people say how long will it take me to reach that point or how long did it take you it's like there is no time frame it's irrelevant you just got to practice it as much as you can as much as you're passionately allowed to do and you'll get there. So yeah, so then, you know, I got good. And then what, what were my goals? You know, be in a movie, I guess, starring something, not starring something, but acting something work. And then that happened. And then it was like, okay, I want to do like a Black Panther type film, something big, you know, I mean, it was the Marvel movie that happened. I want to be in Black Panther. I really want to be in Black Panther or subconsciously something, you know, similar or better for me somewhere where I could portray an African warrior because I'm African by heritage. And then the Woman King happened. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, I really, really wanted to have a leading role. And then that happened. And then it's so it's like... You're like a master manifesto. What the hell is this? Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> good hasn't changed. Good is just good, you know. And there are so many unexpected things as well. These are things that I know I wanted and that have happened. But there are so many things that I didn't even know I wanted until I received them and I was like I need I needed this so much I didn't even know and they were just products of the journey you know they're not like goals that you set for yourself and this is why like I really firmly believe in there's a saying that I heard from an anime one of my favorite animes that says on the journey of life you have to really enjoy the details because that's where you'll find the things more important to you than the things that you want Nice. When did you know you were good? <laughs> when, what did it feel like? <laughs> it's so funny because I was asked this question at, in 2014 at the, the the talk I was giving at the Film Institute. And I didn't feel like I could answer that question. I couldn't feel like I could accept that I was good. Like it was Some people were complimenting my technique and my skills and stuff. But I was like, I don't, I don't feel good. I feel like I've improved, certainly. But I have to say, like, the recognition helps me to give myself credit definitely I just feel so much love from all over the world from people that I've never met from people that I have met and it's just like 
yeah it's it's such a it's such a wholesome feeling and so yeah if, if that by any measure I'd say that's how I know I'm kind of good <laughs> I want to touch on the fact that you're a black woman in this industry and I believe as far back as 2019 which is actually not that long ago it was like pre-pandemic you were saying that there was only I think two black women on this like stunt performers register actor. you were a stunt actor but I don't know if that's changed for you now but like you, you were making a distinction between stunt performance and stunt acting at the time there was like only two black women and you were like one of two black women in stunt work for the UK or something like that out of 400 and you were talking about the fact that it's really male dominated I wonder in that time has that changed have you seen an evolution of diversity and black women and women of colour in particular entering the space more and more like what's the progression been like in that department so yeah I remember definitely a few years ago it was very like aware in my mind that of all 400 stunt performers in the UK, only two of them are black women. As of now, I mean, I, I honestly don't know for the stunt register particularly. I can only imagine so. Because since I've gotten into the industry, since I've trained in martial arts and put videos out there, what I really love about my Instagram is it connects me to so many like-minded people, people that just have just taken an interest in the world. And I get a lot of messages and I try my best to kind of just like see who's reaching out to me, who are the kind of people that like what I like and so many black women so many that either have said to me you've inspired me to start doing this thing that I thought was possible to do at my age or for my stature or for my demographic like or whatever or have said you know I, I did this as a kid and I want to get back into it and you've inspired me or said that I have kids that I want my daughter to, to do this now and it's like I get so many messages like that and it's such a an overwhelmingly nice feeling and but also I didn't, I didn't know there were so many sisters out there that either are about it or want to be about it, have been about it. And that's amazing. So just been giving that visibility to see um, from my platform, I would say for sure there are going to be more black women doing action, want to do action and you know, taking an interest in doing action, considering the possibility. Yeah, there's definitely power in seeing is believing. And like, as we know, for a lot of people, not all, obviously, because you need pioneers to like break the mold and like smash the ceilings. But often it like if you don't see it you don't think you can be it and I think you've definitely been someone that's been very very visible so it's not even remotely surprising to me at all that you've been an inspiration and a motivation for other people to get into this and I can only hope that actually it has catalyzed like a group of young women to like really enter this industry and take it and have it as a career progression that actually that these opportunities continue to exist which now makes me feel very confident and comfortable with my next <laughs> progression actually which was like what is the career progression what is career progression as a stunt actor? and performer like what does that look like so as a performer I do really love action but I love acting too so I want I want to be an actor or I am an actor I should say that is able to do her own action so if we're talking about crazy stunts I don't know maybe I'll, I'll look at the story if I have to be hit by a car for example I'll probably see if I can get one of my talented sisters in the stunt industry to take that <laughs> you know <laughs> to really that do that kind of stuff you know and I'll, I'll be in the fight scenes type of thing I'll think about it what I'm saying is like the older I get I probably will take less and less unnecessary risks mm. but I'll always I'll always do the fighting though because that's what I love and that's what I'm really good at so I'll, I'll always be happy to do that I love that. The other question I would really love to ask you is what are you working on getting better at right now? I definitely am very interested in exploring my complete range as an actor, just because 
same with martial arts you know you learn and you learn and you learn and it's like there's just so much to learn there are so many different ways you can go in but generally you want to be like overall good martial artist right and kind of do so many different techniques and that's why I want to be as an actor just to really explore that I put so much work into my craft as a martial artist and a performer and as a fight performer and stuff like that and it's like I want to I need to match that energy acting or even ex- ex- exceed it. And it's such an, it's such an intricate art acting as, as like freeing and thoughtless as it is, you know, because the best acting is not really acting. They're just being, but there's, there's, there are also so many, because what even are facial expressions, <laughs> you know, how would you describe a smile to someone who's never seen it before and how that makes them feel and, you know, or how you can understand someone's, sorrow from the way that their eyebrows moved it's mm. like explaining that to an alien it's crazy so I'm very fascinated by like human behavior and body language and stuff like that so I would say that's something I'm trying to get better at let's get on to your best and worst advice what is the best advice you've ever received and the worst advice you've ever received <laughs> I would say the best advice just because I feel like it sums up a lot of the other advice is to find what sparks the light in you Mm-hmm. and then use that light to illuminate the world oh that is beautiful find what sparks the light in you use that light to illuminate the world because I feel like everyone has that you know that spark in them everyone has a passion or an interest or a talent something it could be the most random thing mine was literally pretending to be an anime character so it can be random you don't have to you know <laughs> think it's like super valuable or whatever but find it in you and then hone it and grow it and nurture it and then use that to give back to the world somehow you know and that's that one line alone is like it almost summarizes the motivation behind everything that I have done for the past few years maybe subconsciously my whole life worst advice I think I remember once someone saying to me like a a slightly older family member who was really just looking out for me they were just like look don't spend your money on other people don't spend money on guys or don't like give too much to other people spend all of that on yourself and then that will raise your value and other people will want you more. They weren't necessarily wrong, <laughs> but it's not how I want to live my life. If I have enough to give, I want to give. Even if someone just needs something, you know, sometimes people you like to use each other and take people for granted. You know, it happens. But knowing that I was able to help someone's life improve in a in big or a small way, I think it's the, it's the real currency of this earth, not not like money or anything. It's It's energy, it's intention and stuff and to help to help each other that's just what we're supposed to do I love that I completely agree I'm not a hoarder of money or any time or resource but I think there is definitely like a measure like a discernment within that advice right like give and if you give freely like honestly it does come back to you thank you so much Shana this has actually been so wonderful thank you so much for having me as well it's been a really nice chat with you What a remarkable conversation with Shayna West. Her resilience, passion and insights are truly inspiring. If her journey moves you, follow Shayna on Instagram at The Samu Rider. And that's a wrap. If you know someone who would benefit from today's wisdom, share this episode with them now. Keep up with the latest from Wannabe by following us on your favorite podcast player and Instagram at contentisqueenhq. Until next time. Bye. This is a Content is Queen production, hosted and produced by me, Imriel Morgan, editing by Joseph Perry, sound design by Amber Miller, and the production assistant was Shirai White.
If you enjoyed that, be sure to follow Wannabe wherever you find your podcasts. I'll be sharing one more show with you tomorrow. But don't forget that Where's Home Really returns this coming Thursday with a brand new series when I'll be joined by an ex-world boxing champ, a Bake Off winning national treasure and many more household names. 